Grab your glasses, ladies. It's time for a spot of tea. Thank you so much for joining me for this quick break to just recognize, unite, and inspire moms, mommies-to-be, and women alike. Your situation might not be ideal and perfect, but guess what? Whose is? Our house rules here. We keep it real and we keep it moving. So as long as you can do that, you can get down with us at the tea time table. You can't pour out of a cup that's on empty. Wow. Just wow. Y'all are literally the best podcast fam ever. So happy to have you. You already know it's your host, Jasmine Lee. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am just loving the response that you all had to our last episode, Facing Infertility. Janae was such a great guest, and she was just so transparent and open, and I really feel like that episode was very enlightening for a lot of people. So if you haven't already heard it, definitely check it out. Um... And I really just want to check in with you all. How are you doing? Because um, I think that, like I said last week, each week, this corona gets more serious and the impact that it's having on us personally. And by now, most of you probably are in states that have statewide stay-at-home orders and stuff. So majority of everyone is pretty much working from home except for going out for the essentials. And this is just, this is just crazy. Okay, let me tell y'all. Let put, grab your glass. I'm I'm sure you already have it. Um, sip on your tea of the week, which I'm gonna have, uh, my vanilla chai black tea. I will put it on our story, um, because I just want to talk about what this is doing. So when I first found out about the fact that you know a lot of people were going to be working remote a lot of things are going to be virtual I'm like okay staying at home mm, right in my budget I like it I like it this will work I can get things done and I have been able to stay up on my tea I've been I feel like really being honest for the amount of time that I've been up in this house um, I've been doing very well on my diet, uh, just eating well, getting back to my normal, um, self and I've been doing well working out everything like that, you know? So I was like, you know, working from home, have being at home quarantine. This is like, this is cool. I'm good with this <clears throat> until I met my coworker. I don't know. HR is not moving swiftly enough. If you need to be informed of live action of these incidents that I will proceed to speak of, please go on my Instagram at the Jasmine Lee. Um, on my highlights, if you go to the family highlights, you will see what I am talking about. Now, I used to take it lightly when they said pray for your friends with toddlers, especially boy moms, but it is nothing but the truth. My son has turned into a true toddler. First of all, he thinks, he thinks, well, he is entering this little tantrum phase a little bit, very low key, where when he really gets upset, he starts doing a little bouncing and stuff. And I'm like, honey, you just got to shake it like a salt shaker because that is not going to get me to give you what you want, like at all. But it is a job working with him. Okay, I'm like, this is honestly, this is not professional. I'm thinking of filing a complaint with the EEOC or something because I'm not with this. Like, I make complaints to HR, nothing is done about this employee, still have a job. I don't see no write ups or nothing. I mean, 
pours juice out on the high chair, just plays with the puddle, with the food. He doesn't want to stay in his playroom anymore. All these toys, and you want to be out here in the kitchen while people cooking and all stuff like that. It's just, I don't even know. This is not the person that I hired. I will, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that, yeah. So just be careful, you know, when you're screening these employees during this quarantine, just make sure that you really know who you're adding to your team, okay? Because obviously right now with everybody having to stay at home, you can't just put them out in the cold, okay? So just just know that. So I think that a lot of us are finding, whether you have older children and you're homeschooling them or whatever the case may be, I think a lot of us are finding that we thought that working from home or being at home more often would be such a great idea until it became day 13 and we're like, mm, where's the nearest cliff? Where's the nearest cliff? Just want to see how high it is. I'm just trying to see something. That's all. I'm just trying to see something. One thing that I have been liking about this quarantine period is we've been getting real creative, okay? We done had all the DJs, in-home concerts, uh, uh girls night in all this stuff like that um and Brendan recently put me on to the producer challenges that they've been doing and there was one with neo and jante austin and man that was so hard because there were so many hits honestly to me listening back to it i did not have a winner um because to me i thought it was a dead tie because uh Jonte had so many hits from way back. Like, he had songs that he made with Aaliyah. So if you could have hits from way back that far when I had Snaggletooth, it's a song that was just recent when I'm, like, graduating college and stuff. You transcended generations and decades and stuff like that. But then Neo has the ability to write hits for other legendary artists and then sing great hits himself. And that cannot be overlooked. So I have no answer on that. If y'all have an answer, please feel free to jump in on our story. Um, we asked the poll about which one you thought was better. Um, please definitely let me know. Explain to me your reasoning because, I mean, I, I'm in the middle, so I can be swayed either way. So, yeah, I would love to hear y'all's take on that. And speaking of things that, you know, maybe our unpopular opinions. I have posted for y'all to drop y'all unpopular opinions because I'm starting to see like a status on Facebook that's going around with people putting their unpopular opinions. I'm not putting a whole list of 10, but I'm just curious of y'all's. And that's why I want y'all to lean in real close right now. Turn your volume up, lean in real close because this is going to test our relationship. I say over two seasons, we have gotten rather personal, rather close. So I would like to believe that y'all will love me in spite of my unpopular opinion that I'm about to release. But I can understand for some people how this is going to be serious. So my unpopular opinion, which I have, me and Brenda have already had this conversation before. We both agreed on this long ago. So if none of y'all love me anymore, at least I know my man will. Unpopular opinion. Beyonce is not the most beautiful woman in the world. I said it. I said what I said. It is no debate. There's no, that's it. That's it. Like, do I love Beyonce? Yeah, I wouldn't call myself necessarily a member of the Beehive, but I do love her. I respect her. I think she is amazing at what she does. I don't think that there's any entertainer who can top her, like living 
at least. Um, Dead or Alive might be a different conversation. But I love what she stands for. I support. But, I mean, that's just that's just how I feel. Like, there are other... I'm sure there are people who aren't even celebrities who, you know, we just never seen before who are, you know, are more beautiful than she is. But just even celebrities. She's not even the most beautiful celebrity. Now, do I have a solution for you? Like, a, oh, put such and such over her? Not off the top of my head. Although when me and Brandon have had these conversations, we have named people, but just saying there are other people you could, you, if you want to debate me, you can, we could talk about it. Go over to at spot tea podcast. Okay. Um, you could drop your comments. If you want to DM me, if you want to personally get at me at the Jasmine Lee, we, we could talk about it because that's just, you know, is what it is. All right, y'all. So for this week's pour, I know that we got very personal and we got a lot of feedback from my episode Born This Way that I did about my son and his condition. And I really, one aspect of that that I didn't really talk so much about is how it grew me as a parent. Just the difference that it made um, knowing that there was something that I couldn't you know, predict or change about my child and the journey that I went on for it. So today I have a special guest, uh, Miss Shannon Smythe, and she's joining me just to talk about more about that aspect. And I think that you all really benefit from this conversation. So welcome, Channing. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. I really just want to get in right into it with you. So if you could just talk to us about kind of your background and the motherhood journey and basically how we got to this conversation today. My journey is just, I had a child at, I would say, a young age, at about 22. Um, So for the past almost 10 years, I've been a mom and just trying to maintain and keep myself focused and, and still keep pushing forward to do what I need to do, not only for myself, but now for both of my children. Um, that's just been, you know, my journey. We've, we've gone through some battles within the past 10 years that we're still currently fighting. Um, but we'll get through all of that. And so, so you here have we are today. a daughter and a son. A son. Okay. So you yes, have I have a five-year-old little boy as well. You got the best of both worlds. I'm like, ooh, if I do this again and I get another boy, I'm going to be upset. Okay? Going to be upset. I'm just letting y'all know ahead of time. But, um, so your your boy is five, your daughter is ten. Um, mm-hmm. But you have a very unique journey and story with your children, um, mainly your, your daughter. And I just want to harp on that a little bit. So can you kind of explain a little bit to our listeners um, the background of your daughter, Leah? Yes, so uh, my daughter is Galia, and my son is, his name is Perez. Um, so I, well, I'd say 2014, um, and about late February, I found out I was pregnant with Perez. Um, and then fast forward a few months later, June 2nd, 2014, my daughter was diagnosed with um, stage four neuroblastoma. Mm-hmm. Um this is like a rare pediatric cancer. I mean, it 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 just I'm sorry, it just, you know, still makes me feel some type of way to this day. Um, but it 
it's just a cancer that pretty much, you know, stage four is just like, it has basically spread through your body and it shows something. It's a cancer that um, pretty much happens between the age of two months to two years old. Now, Leah was four when she was diagnosed. So, you know, we can only imagine how long she's had it and, you know, how this all happened to this day. There's no real evidence as to how, um, this cancer comes about. It's not like it's a hereditary type of thing. Um, so yeah. So found out I was pregnant with my son that my daughter got sick with cancer. Um, and that was a long battle, but recently, uh, March 25th, she was declared cancer free five years of remission. So after your fifth year, this was still declared cancer free. Um, but that journey was rough, uh, being a single mother and being pregnant and, um, you know, taking care of a sick child. I, um, the job I was working, I pretty much lost that job early on because I wasn't able to go into work. I had to take care of my daughter, um, and be there for her pretty much full time, um, because her other parent had his career and, um, he, he couldn't really be there all the time. So, um, they basically made it through that situation. It was rough. It was a roller coaster ride. Anybody who's ever dealt with, you know, children having cancer, parents, any family member, friend, whatever, if you know anyone that's close to you who's been battling cancer, who who has battled cancer or even lost their life, then you know that it's a it's a roller coaster ride. It's not easy at all. Yeah, and I I mean First of all, amen. So glad that she was actually declared cancer free because that's huge. Um, but backtracking before, you know, that fifth year came around and we got to that huge milestone. Can you just if you can even remember, just walk us through kind of how you were able to find the strength to be a pregnant mom and and supporting a, a sick child? So, um, like I said, again, she was four, so I was still young. Um, being pregnant with my second child, I'm thinking I would be able to do things a little differently the second time around, which ended up not being true. Like, I wanted, it didn't go as I planned for it to go. Um, God had other plans for me in my life. But um, I know 100% that, the emotions that a pregnant woman feels or, you know, whatever they're going through can pretty much affect their baby. Um, then finding out my daughter was diagnosed with stage four cancer and given a 50-50 chance of living, that was like a really hard pill for me to swallow. Um, but I still had to, I still, as a mother, I still had to, um, you know, just stay stress-free or try my best not to stress because I couldn't stress out the child that I was carrying. And then I also had to stay strong for my child that was battling for their life. Um, but thank God I had my mother and um, all my sisters and family members and my brothers. Um, so I had, I had a ton of people that were able to just love on me and, and my children and um, just keep me positive. You know, my mom, she said a lot, my grandmother, her mom, um, she just, she was like, that was my rock. Um, and, you know, they, she would just tell me stuff all the time. And, and my favorite thing, I have so much, she, she dropped so much knowledge since I was a kid. But 
the, the one thing that stuck with me that she said to me during my lifetime was do your best and trust God for the rest. And that's literally what I carry with me day to day. I do the best that I can. And even in that time, um, I was doing the best that I could do. I, I couldn't sit around and cry and mope because I had someone depending on me. Um, and so I had to be, make sure I was strong and there for her. Um, in the beginning, I didn't really know how to handle it. Um, is there, everybody's different and hopefully I'm getting my message out, you know, correctly, but in the beginning, it, it was hard for me to handle being, seeing my child like that. Uh, was a bit much for me than having the emotions of being pregnant. It was really a lot. And, you know, people sit here and say to this day, oh, you're such an admiration and an inspiration. And I'm just like, well, shoot, I was just doing what I, you know, I had to do. I didn't really have any other option. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you just never really know until you actually go through it. But it was definitely a lot. It was It was different. The, the thing that I think when people are saying that you're an inspiration and what you've done is admirable, I think that what they're putting into perspective is the fact that having a child, carrying a child and then delivering it and dealing with, you know, a newborn and all stuff like that is a lot. And then mm-hmm. also separately dealing with a child who has a terminal illness is also a lot. So combining those things it's kind of like what I've said earlier this season about what Vanessa Bryant, you know, what she went through is probably unimaginable because losing a spouse is a lot. Losing a child mm-hmm. is a lot. Combining those things is is unimaginable. So for somebody to come out and still be able to walk and get up every day and do what they have to do, it, it's hard for people to fathom how that's possible. So yeah. getting, you know, closer to, you know, Leah's getting treatment. Now your son is here. Things are maybe um on a better note. Things are looking up. What are some of the things that, you know, you have had to do or you did do maybe to give yourself a break or maybe to check in with yourself or just cope with the, I guess, trauma, if you really want to call it, that had been taking place? Is there anything that you done um, that helped? Um, honestly, not really. I mean, I have a few close friends who, um, you know, I might, if they came to town, I would get a chance to spend time with them. Um, that was my, that was like my biggest thing. I've never been one to really just go out a lot and I, I do enjoy my alone time. I will say that. Um, so just really just having people around me that like my family, my mother, my aunts, my cousins, um, where they're able to, you know, just kind of relieve me and give me a break where, whether it be taking my newborn, um, or just like letting me catch up on some sleep or, you know, making sure Leah had her, her feedings when she had her feeding tube. So it was, it was just the small things for me that really, um, kept me, you know, sane in the whole situation. Yeah, and I think that the biggest thing that I'm hearing from you is a sense of support. A sense of yeah. support and and just people, like you said, loving on you and such. The whole point of this podcast is to ensure that people know that 
they aren't alone and that there's some kind of support and such for them. And I know that you have a foundation, correct? If I'm mm-hmm. um, for, well, in Leah's name. And so can you tell me a little bit about what that foundation is, what the purpose of it, what it stands for? So um, our foundation is the Leah Still Foundation. Um, the mission is we want to be a source um, for family members, for families whose children are battling cancer. Um, I know what it was like to not have any money for gas or not have any money for food or being behind on my bills and things like that, not really having any support um, going through that. It can, it can everything just, your world just turns, does a, a complete 360. And um, so if you don't really have that support behind you or if you don't have that help, um, then it can, it can definitely be stressful upon you. And then, you know, you're not, like they always say, if you don't take care of yourself, you're good to no one else. So we just try to do our best to take that stress off of um, families when we can. Um, and even with me outside of the foundation, um, you know, I don't have a lot to offer people, um, but I do my best in trying to keep in touch with the mothers or the family members who have reached out to me whose kids are battling cancer or who might have lost their child. So I try to I try to do my best to, you know, just send some positivity their way every chance I can, because I know that that's important. Um, you know, you never, it, it was hard for me because I didn't really have anyone that around me that dealt with what I dealt with, mm-hmm. with um, your child having cancer and then being pregnant on top of that. It was good to be able to connect with other mothers and let them know, hey, I'm here for you. You can contact me whenever. Like it's, it's literally an open door to me. You can I don't care what time of night it is. You can contact me. You can talk, whatever the case might be, even if it's just conversation. Um, or if, if I can reach back into some of my resources or people that I might know that can help, I'll do that. I think that's so good because we all need someone at some point. And the things that we go through, I truly believe, are not always 100% for us. They were just given to us by God because he knew we could handle it. But the next person might not be able to without our support, without Uh our empathy, not just sympathy, but actually knowing what it's like to be in their shoes and empathizing with them. So I think that's really big. So the last thing I just kind of wanted to ask you, um, since you are so familiar, is if you know anything that you might be able to say to someone who has a loved one, a child who might be battling cancer or another kind of terminal disease. Of course, coronavirus is really big right now and there are people who are personally affected um, and are fighting for their lives because of this virus. So anything that you might be able to say just um, to encourage them, um, for them to see light at the end of the tunnel and just uh, from your personal experience. So... I mean, just, I know everyone um, has their own beliefs and, you know, but my thing is hang on to God. That's, that's my biggest thing. Mm -hmm. I've realized and everything that I've ever been through that God has always been with me. Even if I felt at that time, he might not have been with me or I felt like I might've been punished for whatever reason. The older I get, the more I understand. Nope. This is, 
this was done for a reason. And I see now why it was done. And I thank God for every single thing, even when my daughter got sick. Um, but just hang on to God, trust and believe that he is going to get you through it. No matter what the outcome might be, no matter how hard you have to fight, there's always, there's always, um, the sunshine after the rain and you'll, you'll, you'll see, you know, why you were going through whatever it is that you're going through, but just love on your people, spend time with yourself, take care of yourself. Um, don't beat yourself up about things. You, you will get through it. Just make sure you have a strong support system. Even if you don't feel like you can ask for help, open your mouth and ask for help. Cause that was one of my biggest things as well. I'm not a person that likes to ask for help at all. So, um, doing that, you know, I probably could have done more. Um, so I probably could have, you know, asked for help more, um, versus feeling like I had to just keep things to myself. But in, in times like this, when things are seriously going on, don't, don't count on yourself to be the only one to be, you know, strong for you and, and yours around you. Lean on your people, lean on God and you'll get through it and just pray. Well, amen to that because we stand for prayer here. So I think that's leaving it out on a perfect note. Thank you so much for your transparency and just opening up and joining us here on Spot of Tea Podcast. Thank you for having me. That conversation was just so powerful because, I mean, I could not imagine as most of us couldn't imagine going through something like that. But it just goes to show you and what I want everyone to sip on this week that you can make it. I know right now it's kind of scary times. I mean, a lot of us, some of us don't know when we're going to go back to work, what our new normal is going to look like. We may be behind on bills. There are all kinds of things that we did not foresee, especially when we came into 2020 with so much drive and ambition and excitement. But just know that you are not counted out. Know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that God will not bring us to anything that we he will not see us through. Um, keep pushing, have faith, keep pushing, and know that this will be over at some point. You will get through this. If Channing can get through all of what she described and what she went through and what a scary thing it was to endure, then we can all be inspired by that and know that we can push through as well i want to thank you all so much for joining me for listening if you want to donate to the foundation that channing has for her daughter you can find out more information about that at leah still that's l-e-a-h-s-t-i-l-l foundation.com and you can find out a lot more information about that and Rona or no Rona, the show must go on. Even if it's late, we still are joining each other. So I will make sure that I save a seat for you at the tea time table here on the Spot of Tea Podcast. <laughs>